Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to my live Q&A. Hope y'all are doing well on this Monday afternoon or Monday evening. Hope y'all are getting a strong momentum in the beginning of your week. And I hope that this video will be a blessing for you all. Uh, for those who are watching for the very first time, my name is Josh Wazzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. So after you watch this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be a coach here online. But for those who's been rocking me for a mighty long time, whether you've been subscribed for 14 years when I started or 14 minutes ago, I want to say thank you all so much um, for entrusting or trusting what God has entrusted into my life. And so as everyone is coming in live, I want to also say hey to all those who's listening on my podcast. So if you need, I mean, I have to have about three or 400 uh, messages and podcasts all on um on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that good stuff. And so I hope you all are truly blessed by that. What's going on, B. Ramirez, Tawanda? What's going on? Good night from Trinidad. Thank you so much. As everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I let you guys know, for those who don't know, my eighth book, um, The Wholeness Journal, is out now. Uh, this book is a book that will help you process your wholeness and to help you analyze, are you able to hold what you desire and are, how are you currently holding what God has in your life? You can get all those books and resources on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Also, make sure you subscribe, not subscribe, but uh, uh, register for my course. I have a course right now uh, uh, called The Wholeness Journey. And so The Wholeness Journey, I've already did two messages. The first one was, are you whole enough to hold? on YouTube, as well as are you complete enough to hold? So check out those first two courses or lectures on there right now on lifework.teachable.com. You can also just go to my website and go to courses, iamunplugged.com to register now for free. And uh, also make sure you get your books and also get your card game. I don't have to promote this much because we have a specific rollout for that, but I also created a card game called Hold. Oh, let me see. I don't know if y'all can see it. Create a card game called Hold. The first one who spells whole wins. It's a fun game, interactive game for you all to process wholeness with your family, friends, or a loved one. And so here's there's different letters on the back. There's activities and it's different topics. Like this one's originality. The other one is language. A lot of great topics there. And so a, you can get this card game right now also on IamUnplugged.com. But let's get right into the chat. See who's all here. Thank you all so much. We got Houston in the building. Uh, Tawanda, hey, what's going on? Good night from Trinidad. Thank you for watching. All the way from Trinidad, thank you so much. Unique Creations, what's going on? Jamila White says, hey, coach, I hope all is well. All is well. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, she says, my question is, how do I develop my character in order to become a virtuous wife in the future? I want to be a blessing to my future husband. Well, the best way to become a wife is to first understand your first position. Before you even try to uh, uh, look for promotions for your next position as a wife, you got to ask yourself, how am I as, in, as a daughter of God? When you analyze yourself as a daughter of God, then you allow yourself to be developed into a wife. You have to be it before you be it. No one is a wife after they say I do. No one becomes supernaturally a husband after I do. You have to, before you I do, you have to I did. I did the do's, whatever it was required of me to be the person I need to be. So you said, my question is, how do I develop my character? Well, the question is, it's not your character. It's to ask yourself, can I adopt the Christ character? How can I, how can I allow myself to be so close to God, so committed to God, so faithful in my communion, communion with him that I actually become like him. I become, I adopt his characteristics. I adopt his nature, right? Practically, the best way to do that is to first examine anything in your life that may be a detriment um, to your marriage. Anything in your life, is there anyone you need to forgive? 
Is there anybody you need to let go? Is there anything about you that you're insecure about? Nobody wants a baggage as a wife. And I'm not saying that's you, but you have to think in those terms. You got to ask yourself, do I match what I'm asking for? If you want a man of God, you got to ask yourself, am I a woman of God? If you want a man that's in shape, you got to ask yourself, how often am I in the gym? If you want a healthy man, you got to say, am I willing to cook? Am I good enough as a cook? Am I good enough as a helpman? I'm not sitting there saying that women are the only ones that cook, but you also got to ask yourself, if this is the type of man I want, what do I offer him? What can I offer him? Right now, the best thing you can do as a woman is to honestly look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what can I actually offer a man? And if I don't match what I'm asking for, then I got to look in the mirror and look at my own life and do some examination, do some changing and do some renewing of my mind. So how do I develop my character in order to become a virtuous wife in the future? Right now, you got to get into the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to ask, am I conforming in the image of this, of the world's way or the world's image of women? Or am I being transformed into the image of, of, of a Christ-centered, virtuous woman? You want to be a blessing to others? You got to ask yourself, right now on a sheet of paper, that's what I want you to do. I want you to write on a sheet of paper everything you want in a man, everything you want in a man, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and financially. What that does is you now look at that man, and then you look at yourself in comparison to that man. How are you spiritually? If you want a spiritually solid man, you got to ask yourself, am I spiritually solid as a woman? So if my man goes through anything or my man wants to pray or my man wants to grow the things of God, I'm not a hindrance to that. Uh, can I support him in prayer? As my man is out there, I'm doing the things of God. As my man is out there in the workplace, as my man is out there in the world's system, can I support him in prayer? Are you able to support a man of God in prayer? How, uh, uh, what kind of man do you want mentally? Are you messed up mentally? Are you uh, damaged mentally? Are you? Uh, do you have bad perspectives or a bad outlook? How can you join yourself with a man with a positive outlook, a positive, optimistic outlook if you pessimistic or you have a poor outlook? You got to ask yourself, is my mind renewed at the level to be able to support a man? How are you emotionally? Are you still emotionally uh, messed up, emotionally damaged by the last man? You got to say, in order for me to be able to be a pillow to my, my husband, I got to make sure, am I soft enough? Am I gentle enough? Am I going to bite him with my words? Am I going to discuss him with my actions? Am I going to be bipolar in my delivery when it comes to communication? How are you emotionally? Also, got to ask yourself, how are you financially? If you want to be married to a man who's managing a lot of a, a lot of money, you got to look at your money management. So the best way to develop your character is to ask yourself first, what, am I fully healed from any wounds? Who have I yet to forgive? And, and then thirdly, do I currently or am I progressively trying to match the man that I wrote on that sheet of paper? So on a sheet of paper, Write down everything you want in a man. On the on the beside of that, write down everything you are in comparison to it. And in the middle, write down the things you need to improve on to match the man that you want to marry. Hope they help. Rose Purple. Hey, coach. Hey, Josh. What is the true purpose of getting baptized? Well, it's a representation. It's an outward representation of what happened on the inside. Um, uh, Jesus was, uh, 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 he died. 
He was buried and he rose. It's a it's an outward expression of what happened internally. I died to myself. I've been immersed in water as an as an expression of death, and I've been raised into new life. Sometimes we need images. Sometimes we need experiences to make the uh, the original experience uh, valid. I won't say valid, but make it valuable, right? So. Uh, oftentimes there's a lot of people who their best way of learning is hands-on or visual. And as believers, when you actually do what you what Jesus basically did in a metaphoric sense, then when you come back up, it makes you feel like you died with him and you rose with him and now you can live new life because of him. So that's the purpose of getting baptized. Great question. My wife's in the building. Thanks, babe. Rose Purpose says, will it cleanse you from everything? No, nobody goes into the water and comes out perfect. But everybody who goes in the water genuinely comes out is, is immersed now in the process, right? The beautiful thing about sanctification is, is that you can at least, or baptism is that you have a moment in time where you remember your, you dying to yourself and being raised in Christ. And when you have that vivid visual imagery of what you experience with God, then as you navigate this journey, you can be encouraged by it. You can be uh, emboldened by it. You can be strengthened by it. Right. But it doesn't cleanse you from everything. The water doesn't do anything. But the water representation of the Holy Spirit as the wellspring inside of you. That's what makes a difference. If you cooperate with the process. Thank you so much. The new book. I'm excited about it. The new book and card game. Uh, also, I forgot the shirts as well. I forgot I had a graphic for that as well. We also got new merch as well. You see my wife in the right side right there. So we got the his equal hole or her equal hole. My goal is not to uh, I'm trying to change the way people think when they say that's my better half. It's no it, he or she is my equal hole. We got the bucket. We got the whole shirts. So make sure you check out all those tools, all those merch right now on my website. I am unplugged.com. And for those who are joining me right now, just released my eighth book, The Wholeness Journal. It's available now on Amazon. It's a great resource. It's going to help you process your wholeness and, uh, and your ability to hold the things you desire or are uh, currently holding. Lilo27 says, hi, Josh, or hi, coach. Truly struggling with self-discipline. Uh, for example, health and fitness. I started well, but scared I'm going back to old habits. How to build self-discipline? Well, you have to have a strong why, my friend. You have to have a strong why. Uh, when I got married, my why increased. Uh, my ultimate why is not even my wife. My ultimate why is well done. In order for me to do things well, I got to make sure I'm done well. I got to make sure that I'm built well. I got to make sure that I'm strengthened. You also got to be gentle with yourself, my friend. Sometimes there's certain transitions of life, things that you go through in life that kind of pulls you away. And those transitional periods and those moments is where you just get right back into it. See, I don't, I'm not beating myself up because I gained a few pounds. I'm getting right back into the gym, right? So when it comes to self-discipline, you got to first be, um, uh, what's the word? You got to make sure that you're uh, honest with yourself, number one, and that you're creating sustainable habits and sustainable systems. <clears throat> That will support you as you go forward. But number one, you got to develop a strong why. Why must you be in shape? Who must you be in shape for? Right. And then when it comes to health and fitness, you got to you got to think about um, who you need to live long for. 
The reason why I go to the gym is because, number one, I want to utilize this vessel to its full capacity to where God gets supreme premium amount of glory out of my full life. Secondly, I want to be there with my wife. I don't want to leave my wife prematurely raising kids, right? I also want to be healthy enough so when my kids come out, I can run with them. I can do things with them. I won't be a, a dysfunctional parent that causes unnecessary wounds or removes opportunities for my children. I also want to live long to see my kids, kids, kids kids, kids, right? There's things that I want to do. So when you have that strong why, even when you don't have a strong uh, desire, that thing will get you out of bed. And secondly, you got to immerse yourself back into it. Uh, the, the, it's better to eat the fruits of discipline than to eat the fruits of procrastination, right? So when you get into the gym and you start feeling those endorphins, you start feeling better. You start feeling more energized. You begin to, f you begin to feel better that's therefore you able to deal better. You able to make the right deals and, and be successful in life. So what you need to do to strategically build self-discipline is to remove everything out of your life that's going to affect you from being disciplined. Number two, you got to develop a strong why. That's actually number one. And number three, you got to feel the fruits or eat the fruits of discipline so that you can be motivated to continue. Great questions, y'all. Jojo Davis says, hey, what's up, Coach Josh? It's Jojo out of Fort Worth. What's up, family? It feels like it's my time for a breakthrough. How do I build up my faith and patience? Well, the best way to do that, my friend, <clears throat> excuse me. The best way, to, let me read your question again. Hey, what's up, Coach Josh? It's Jojo out of Fort Worth. It feels like it's my time for a breakthrough. Great. How do I build my faith and patience? Well, the word of God says, my friend, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible also says, uh, build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Those are two tools, right? So you got to get in the word and you got to get into, into praying within the spirit and vibing with the Holy Spirit um, because he knows the areas that needs development, right? And, but when it comes to a breakthrough, um, don't don't look for the breakthrough. Keep breaking through. Sometimes we wait for the breakthrough moment, but we're not breaking through in the moments, right? Don't wait for the breakthrough moment where all this you're pushing to promotion and you got the woman, you got this, you and you got this, whatever. Keep breaking through. Keep breaking through bad habits. Keep breaking through poor thinking habits. Start breaking through those things so that the breakthrough can be sustained. It's the things that we don't break through that hinders us from sustaining our breakthrough that we be back through the old way, right? So the practical thing I need you to do, my friend, is to get a sheet of paper and say, okay, what is it that I want to be broken through? And what and what and how do I want to break through? What is that breakthrough I want, right? Great. Have a good vision. Have get it, build excitement, but don't lose sight of the things you got to continue to break through. Now, I want you to write on a sheet of paper. What are the things I got to continue to break through in the moment? Breaking through bad habits, breaking through bad thinking, breaking through bad emotional habits, breaking through bad uh, uh, whatever it is. Right. And then understanding that the breakthrough may not come in the moment. You may be going through the birthing phase. You may be going through the pressing phase, but it may you may not fully be broken through. And sometimes people get discouraged because they feel like the season has been changing or transitioning for them. And then they want it at a particular time. I always want to advise people never focus too much on a thing you want. To the point to where you be distracted, that you're distracted from doing the things you must do every day to sustain that breakthrough. So on a sheet of paper, write down all the things you need to break through 
daily. So when that breakthrough happens, you can sustain that breakthrough. Pedal Thomas, thank you so much. I'm excited about this book. I appreciate it. Charlene Norris says, got a couple who's getting a divorce due to her husband's infidelity and he wants a divorce. Do you think God led her to marry him? Will God allow such things to happen? Well, you have to understand. Um, we are free moral agents and not everybody who gets married, quote unquote, or says God says this with the one, that person was the one. Usually, now don't get me wrong, there could be uh, uh, couples out there that got married and the enemy got involved and people wasn't watching and praying, people wasn't strong spiritually, and then divorce happened. That's possible, right? So there's a lot of different variables that we have to process. Never allow someone's outcome to affect your output. Don't allow somebody's outcome on marriage to make you question God. God leads and guides us to all truth, but we are still human beings who have a free will. It could have been uh, truly by God that marriage was designed, but those individuals still have their own free will. That's why <clears throat> in a marriage, there's certain tenets and certain principles that you have to abide by and things you got to watch out for. You got to know your strengths and weaknesses. You got to have accountability. You got to have a strong why. Yo, you and your wife must have a mission. You, you both of you all have to have a strong individual spiritual life and then a potent co combined spiritual life with fruit manifested. Those things are just not things that you obtain in life. Those are things you must sustain in life in order to have a 50, 60 year marriage. Now I'm speaking from three years. Our anniversary is next week. But what I'm saying is I'm not ignorant of satanic devices. And a lot of people that get married and it could have been God, but they didn't stay in God, right? And so you gotta be watchful and prayerful. But for anyone out there that's been discouraged by Christians' outcomes, don't allow that affect your output, your output of worship, your output of, of faith in God, your output of spiritual disciplines, right? And so if they if he wants a divorce, maybe you know his heart got hardened. But let me let me keep it a buck with you. A lot of people that got married and said it was God wasn't God. And sometimes the outcome proves that God wasn't even in the midst. Sometimes the, these results is proof that people did what they want to do. They felt like getting married. They did what they want to do. And now they have what they have. So what you can do as a friend is to keep your sister uplifted, right? Keep her strengthened. And the same God that brought it, that can bring anybody through anything can bring her through this. And if the man wants it, let the man have what he wants and let him chew that grass over there and realize it's artificial and let her and encourage her to build her strength up and, 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 and all that good stuff and let God heal her. You think God led her to marry him? Who knows? I'm not sure. I don't know them, but I know uh, don't let this discourage you. And will God allow such to happen? God doesn't allow those things. We allow those things. God is not going to lead people to divorce. Um, uh, uh, because the Bible says, because of the hardness, because of the hardness of man's heart, God allowed divorce. Jesus said, but that wasn't meant from the beginning to be so. But because people's hearts can get hardened, because people's hearts can get hardened towards their husband demonically, hearts can become a, a hardened towards their wife uh, through resentment. Then divorce is open because God doesn't want nobody to suffer in a marriage when 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 that person doesn't want to be a part of caring and, and being a part of it, right? So God doesn't allow those different things. We are individual free will, and God gives the Kanye shrug. Uh, and it's like, if if, if y'all don't want to lean on me, then lean on your understanding and then fall and find everything else plummeting in your life. So we must all sustain ourselves in God for things to be sustained. Unique Creation says, why does every guy I meet always wants to sleep with me? Guy asks, 
God asked, could he give me a, a massage? I don't understand. Well, uh, it, it, we live in a we live in a, a hyper sexualized culture and and anything with hips, people, men want to dip. It is what it is. I mean, you're dealing with a, a, a highly pornographic society. You're dealing with a high sexualized society. And, and, and I also want to say this. There's some things you got to think about. Um, and um, Let's look at this side. Number one. Man, there's a lot of men out there who do not have self-control. There's a lot of men out there that want to get in your clothes, right? That's, that's just how it is. We live in a sexualized pornographic culture, right? Um, the good thing about it is you don't have to entertain them. Um, don't be discouraged by them. Uh, there's more Honda sold. There's more Mazda sold than Maseratis. There's more uh, uh, Honda sold and the, than Bentleys. There's more uh, 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 whatever sold more than Rolls Royces. Uh, and so those individuals are going to shop for those kind of things. But when you continue to grow in the things of God, don't be surprised when there's a lot of people going after just the physical versus the people that's going after the immaterial, uh, the spiritual aspect of you, the emotional aspect of you. And those men are not as many as it is men that are affected by the sexualized culture. Right. And so, man, people going to shoot their shot, but you don't have to stay in that gym. The good thing is if you stay around these shooters and let them shoot, then you're going to be discouraged. You can always remove yourself. You always got to walk in dignity. And then the second thing you got to ask yourself, how am I carrying myself? I'm not saying this is you, but just process it. And how am I carrying myself? I'm not saying that it's the woman's responsibility to help men with self-control. But at the same time, you got to say, am I modest? How am I carrying myself? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you could be wearing a, a, a prayer shawl and, and men want to pray on you. So it is what it is. But you just got to think of those two things. Um, don't be discouraged by it. Don't think that God doesn't have a man of God out there that's going to respect your body and wait uh, um, for 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 the day of manifestation. <laughs> um, don't be discouraged by that. Uh, but it's part of life. People going to shoot their shot. Just don't be in a gym. If they want to shoot their shot once, remove the goal post, remove the goal and keep going after your goals. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, let's see. Hey, Josh, Charlie in the house. Thank you, guys, girl. Thank you for watching. Hello from Arkansas. Pedal Thomas got time for two more. I got to go to Instagram real quick. If a man is not providing for his family or shows no interest in growing spiritually to lead his wife and kids, will God be upset if the wife walked away as she is tired of doing everything herself? Great question. Um, there's different dips. Um, in marriage, there's different moments in certain marriages where people, you know, go through things, men go through things, right? Um, uh, that doesn't mean you give up so easily, right? The best advice I would give is give God an opportunity, give God an opportunity to restore the marriage. Oftentimes we want to quit so quickly without giving God um, the opportunity to restore it, right? But don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean you stay in there. You can separate yourself. You can have what well, before I was separate. What I mean by separate, I mean, not, I don't want to mean it's so strong. But what I mean, have a conversation with them and say, hey, what's going on? Uh, first things you need to try first. Number one, pray. Uh, go to your closet and pray. Heavenly Father, I'm, I'm coming to you to be strengthened by you to continue to be the wife that I need to be. Lead and guide me into all truth when it comes to my husband. 
Then repent for any sins or ask, ask for forgiveness. What I mean by that says, Father, did I do anything? Did I get into this marriage prematurely? Did I do anything uh, um, to cause this outcome? And if the Holy Spirit reveals anything, repent of that issue and then receive the righteousness of Jesus in that area so that you can redeem your mind and redeem your heart from being fallen to condemnation. After that, be immensely kind to that man. Serve that man. Love that man. You don't know what that man is going through, right? You didn't say that he was abusive. I don't see anything in there that he's abusive. I don't say any, I don't see anything that he's manipulative, right? I don't see anything uh, of that nature. Now, I do see some alarming things that he is not providing for his family and shows an interest. Then, then I, okay, now I didn't read that correctly. Uh, then I would have a conversation with him and say, hey, man, what's up? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to provide for the family? What's going on? Um, you don't want to grow spiritually. What's going on? Have a conversation. If you already had a conversation, now you got to go have a conversation with God and then get direction from him. If you got a solid church, got a solid pastor, see if they can walk you through this process as a human to human type of thing, as counsel, as the Holy Spirit leads them to kind of con count console and to counsel you. Right. Um, but would God get upset if the wife walked away? As she is tired, um, I don't think that he will be upset if you just separate for a while. If it's becoming too weighty and too heavy, but I'm not the one to, to tell you what to do. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. He's the mastermind. He's the strategist. He will be the one leading you, guide you to all truth. And you can be the beacon, the doorway by which the Holy Spirit uses to redeem that man. The Bible talks about in the word of God. The Bible. God says in the word of God that if one person in the household is saved, the whole household could be saved. What that means is because the Holy Spirit is working in you and, and you and you you have this aura and you're being kind and you and, and you're going after it, you can be used to redeem. The issue is the devil loves for us to build resentment against the man, whether he was sent by God or whatever, build resentment that we no longer utilize our spiritual tools and weaponry to reach that man. You got to see that man as a provider. See that man as a spiritual husband. See the end from the beginning. See the end from the middle. Because right now you ain't in the beginning. You might be in the middle. See the end from the middle. And then give God an opportunity to use you to redeem him. And if after that, the Holy Spirit says, hey, it's time to roll out, then you roll out. But but you got to put the work in. It is what it is. You marry marriage. You whether you did it, whether whether it, it, whether it was by God or by you, you in it now and you got to work. You got to grind for it. Do all you can. And then when the Holy Spirit gives you a different plan, you follow that plan and then you move on from there. Jamil says, hey, Miss Ezzy and Joe. Oh, oh, y'all oh, talking to my wife. Oh, y'all keep talking. That's fine. Y'all enjoy your conversation. <laughs> my future spouse is interested in gardening. That's good. That's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The man going to make sure. The man going to make sure you have some uh, tomatoes. Make sure you have some cucumbers or some kidney. Toronto in the building. Congrats on that new book. God is good. God is good, man. I'm excited for this, this eighth book, man. And the card game. The card game, I think I'm more excited about the card game. I really like what God birthed through me. Uh, and I mean, uh, make sure I get the card game too, man. It's fun. And my wife and I are going to do a video or I'll be doing a video uh, to kind of explain the card game a little thoroughly. Time for one or two more. Angie B says, hey, Coach Josh, how do I confront or or talk to a man who is not a good communicator but likes to text and not have meaningful conversation on the phone calls to get to know each other better? Great question, Angie. Well, people communicate differently. Um, some people are better texters than they are talkers. Um, so the best way to strengthen your communication is to communicate, uh, is to communicate your concern. 
uh, and as far as his communication. What I would do is, is just let's go out to eat. Hey, babe, I don't know if you're at the babe level. I don't know if you're at the boo level. But either way, whatever level you're on, just say, hey, let's go out to eat. Ain't nothing. A man love talking around food. Let's go out to eat. And then you have a conversation. Hey, man, I just want to make sure that we that we understand how we each love to communicate. The issue is sometimes we want people to be just like us versus being them. And then you cause them to come beyond the level of compromise. Relationships and marriage is all about compromise. I can't fully become my wife or ask my wife to fully become me. She has to be okay with me being me and I have to be okay with her being her and allow the Holy Spirit to be the glue to keep us together, right? So we can have a, a common ground. We can have a, 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 um, a balance in our relationship where I can still be me she can still be her and it supernaturally comes together right and so how do you confront or talk well uh change the word confront because confront i don't want there to come with some i won't say attitude no emotion what i will do is first process how you feel about his communication right first off you gotta ask yourself is this even the one i need to be with now let's let's get let's get back to all the way to the beginning is this a counterfeit or a counterpart only the holy only the great counterpart can let you know what what's a counterpart that's the holy spirit a counterfeit is anything you force fit into your life a counterpart is anything that plays a part from God to play a role in your life. Because then, because sometimes we go deeper into communication, we get we go deeper into, into connection with a person that was a counterfeit. That's not wise. The best thing you do, because words and communication and spending time with each other uh, builds stronger bonds with people. And then all of a sudden you're bound to a person that's not an equal weight of yours. That's not an equal whole of yours. And then your neck gets snapped in the process because you're carrying his dead weight and you're carrying the weight of the relationship and it hurts you in the process. So the first thing I want you to do is get into God's text and find out what's next. Get into a place where you and God can talk to find out what is next for you. Is this God's next for you? If it ain't God's next for you, then you don't need to have this conversation. Now, if it has been confirmed by God thoroughly and fully to the point to where you have full faith that this man is your man for you, then you find a situation where y'all go out to eat, crack a barrel. I'm guessing he might he might like Waffle House. You know what I'm saying? You know his favorite restaurant. Now, if he's one of those guys, he likes a nice restaurant and cool, you know? But if he's a manly man, Waffle House, IHOP be good. You know what I'm saying? Get him a go burger and fries would be good. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go and go be a foodie for a day. Sit down and, and, and say, uh, sweetheart, babe, um, I have a concern. And I always tell women the best way to communicate your concern to your man is to never text him. We need to talk. <laughs> you create the environment that makes him want to talk. The best environments for a man that's going to make him want to talk is things that he enjoy. Like if he likes to eat, go out to eat to have a conversation with him. If he likes to go golfing or playing ball or go to the gym, then go to the gym with him. Go where he is comfortable. Because when you take the man where he's comfortable, all his defenses are down. But as soon as you say we need to talk, defenses, satellites, planes, everything flying around. He's investigating. He's going through. He's doing he's doing because all of a sudden he's like, man, what did I do? Then he's defensive. But you want him, if you want him defenseless. You got to put him in a place where he uh, where he enjoys. Get wait to that wait wait to that burger hit the bottom of that stomach. Take him somewhere where he got mashed potatoes. Take him somewhere where that steak hits him in the bottom of the stomach, and, and he's comfortable smiling. You know, you got your man leaning back and he's smiling. Then say, babe, I just had a couple of concerns, but I but this this is what you do. I call it a spicy chicken sandwich. Bread, spicy chicken bread right 
The two pieces of bread is celebrate. The spicy chicken sandwich is critique or criticism. You never come with the spice right out the way. You come, you come with some bread first. This is what you tell your man, babe, man, you are an amazing man. Man, you work so hard for me. Man, you just, you just, you, you, you fine. Call him, call him Mr. Debbie. You a snack, babe. You a great provider, man. Uh, I remember what you did last week for me. I really appreciate that. Um, but babe, I, man, I just want to communicate more. Um, sometimes I feel uh, not valued when you just text me, you know, I want to talk, but babe, if you like to text, let me know what's your, what's your best communication style. But babe, I know you've probably been busy. You've been working. This may be a tougher season for you. So maybe text was your best way of communication. Right. Uh, um, but I just want to have this conversation, but I know you're doing well. You're doing a great job. I just want to see, can we, how can we communicate better? And then you will have a greater response. You may go by my bad, babe. Oh, my baby hurt. My baby hurt him. And the next thing you know, it just depends. Now, if he's a scammer, then he's going to make all the excuses in the world. And then that's, that will show you the red flags you need to see. Love y'all. Got to go. Hope y'all was blessed by this message. Hope y'all, not message, but it's Q&A. Hope y'all got a lot from it. Make sure you check out my website, imunplugged.com, for books, card games, resources, and tools, all that good stuff. Uh, uh, and so... I am unplugged.com, books, card games, like my latest book, uh, The Wholeness Journal. Also, make sure you register for The Wholeness Journey. Catch up on that course right now with these two messages. Are you whole enough to hold? That was part one. Then part two, are you complete enough to hold? Check that out. Also, make sure you go check out some merch. Get you some shirts. And I hope they are blessed to you. Check out the books, other books, the book that kind of sparked this, The Purpose of Singleness. The Wholeness Journal is not just for singles. It's for teens, singles, as well as couples, married or dating. Uh, so you also can check out this book, The Purpose of Singleness. Are you whole or full of holes? If you're in a dating relationship, this dating prep book's a great book as well. It also has a card game that you can purchase along with it. It helps you be, helps you date God, date yourself, and to become dateable so that you can date the love of your life forever. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds, this book called The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties, <laughs> How to Untie Soul Ties, Uproot Strongholds is now available on my website as well. Whom the Sun Sets Free is free indeed. Also, the book that I released last year, Counterfeit or Counterpart, probably one of the most important books I ever, ever wrote. Uh, it talks about how to continue to discern the will of God in every area of life. It will tell, it will help you discern whether it's a, if that person a counterfeit friend, if he's a counterfeit man, if that's a counterfeit woman, if it's a counterfeit opportunity, whatever it is, this book will help you better understand discernment. So all that is available right now on my website, imunplugged.com. And also make sure you go to my website right now and check out this new card game, Hole. The first one who spell holes win is a fun interactive game that has, has exercise, has engaging questions, thought-provoking questions that really gets the group really assessing if they're whole enough to hold the important things of life. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I catch y'all on the flip side. Peace.